0: Yeah, it it looks it looks like uh, some kind of,
1: like, kiwi-ish weird fruit thing that he's putting uh, in his mouth. Yeah, I mean, it's probably not a popsicle, right? Because that's too unhealthy for Trey. And then a urinal cake is made of real cake, I believe. So that's also too unhealthy for Trey. Like so a be- koala
0: testicles, a delicacy in
1: Vegas or something?
0: <laughs> is that what that is? I mean, I'm. It's kind of what I'm. I'm
1: leaning towards, right? I mean, am yeah. I
0: wrong? It looks. It looks furry,
1: like a uh, uh, Rocky Mountain oyster on a stick, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Pickled pigs' feet on a stick. <laughs> see those jars? Pigs. You've been to the Check Stop, of course, in uh, yeah. West Texas, and they've got those. Just like everything in that place looks so appetizing, right? All the kolaches and the breakfast yeah. tacos and. I uh, mean, everything in there is so good. And then right before you get to the register, they've got these giant tubs of pickled pig's feet that look absolutely disgusting. And I can't figure out <laughs> why they even sell those. And I don't know who yeah, the hell buys those. But it kind of looks like there's one of those on a stick, and that's what Trey is down. That,
0: you know, my late father's the kind of person that would have gone into a gas station or ordered pickled pig's feet. You know what always throws me for a loop, BK? Mm-hmm. It, it, you, you ever been on a road trip through the south, like going to like Alabama or Mississippi, maybe even into like the Florida panhandle? Huh. And you go into a gas station or truck stop and you see boiled peanuts. Oh. Yeah. Th- that looks like it would be uh if you're on a lengthy road trip like boiled peanuts, the, the way you look in the little the little gimmick there, like the little fryer thingy or the little boiler where they're keeping it, like it just looks like it's, it's going to be disaster for you. Like you might as well buy a roll of toilet paper while you're
1: in there. How do they serve boiled peanuts? Is it in like a bag, like normal peanuts? No,
0: or is it- it, it's kind of like, uh, man, how can I describe it? It's almost like, like how we would serve like beans here. Okay. But it's not quite like juicy enough to where you can still kind of eat them with your hand. Like it just, I don't know, man. It didn't look, mm. did not look appetizing. Not you have all. to, like, crack it like a peanut, or do you just Dude, eat it? Just, Dude, I just looked in the little, like, you know, it's like those little gimmicks you see like a high school football game where they keep the, like, the chili and the nacho cheese for, for nachos. It's kind of one of those little deals. I just lifted yeah. the lid and just took a look inside, and I was like, no, I'm I'm good
1: with the boiled peanuts. Yeah, probably for the best there. So, uh, here is what Trey is doing in Vegas. This is uh, an interesting way to spend a couple of days of vacation, but, hey, to each his or her own and, uh, you know, I think I've, I don't know if I've won 7K on a bet, but I feel like I've won $7,000 at some point in my life and I don't think I ever reacted like this. I mean,
0: if you, if you win seven grand, if you win seven large and you want to eat, you know,
1: kangaroo scroat on a stick, then you go, you go right ahead and enjoy <laughs> kangaroo, that. Kangaroo scroat on a stick. So yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll take that off the screen so y'all don't have to stare at that any longer. Uh, that's that's disgusting. Yeah, DJ. Good. I'm
0: gonna go ahead and guess it's got to be something bigger than a possum. The can't. The possum's
1: too small. Mm, possum balls on a stick. Yeah, perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. Um, Jeff, I heard y'all talking Texas Iowa State, and I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out how to feel for this game. Like, I don't feel too bad about it. I don't think I'm as nervous as I should be. This uh, one.
0: Okay, I was I was still in Rodney I was about I was at about an eight yesterday
1: on uh, nervousness or confidence
0: nervousness okay and then the video came out and I my my nervousness has gone from an eight down to about a six wow just because of uh, what that
1: Iowa State O lineman had to say it, Jared Jared Hufford. Are we going with Jared or Gerard? That guy doesn't look like a Gerard, man. Pardon the stereotype, but that that guy looks like a Jared, doesn't he? I'm going to go Jared. Um,
0: And I don't mind the trash talk. Just understand if you're going to talk trash, you know, sometimes your words do have consequences. And the last group
1: I want to piss off is the Texas D-line. Right. Yeah, Yeah, if you're an Iowa State wide receiver and you've watched the Texas secondary on film, then – Maybe it's like, yeah, no, I feel like I'm gonna have a huge day against those guys. They couldn't come me Yeah, cover I'm gonna you go through that safety food. group like crap through a goose. Then, okay, yeah, exactly. Dude, I,
0: the eye test tells you that. Okay, well, you know, Texas Texas safeties can take that personally and maybe you know step up a little bit. But dude,
1: yeah.
0: uh, man, if Alabama's offensive line had trouble handling the Texas interior defensive line, what the hell's gonna happen to Ames on Saturday.
1: Yeah, I mean, when you're going up against Devontae Sweat and Byron Murphy, then maybe I'd uh, I'd keep that to myself, and I'd try to avoid ticking them off even more. It, it's an interesting matchup because Iowa State, I think you brought this up, Jeff. I heard for sure you say that Texas leads the Big 12 in sacks. Uh, Iowa State's given up the fewest sacks in the Big 12 this year. I don't think they have the best offensive line in this conference by any stretch. But uh, one thing they have done a pretty good job of is protecting Rocco Beck. And one thing obviously texas has done a good job of is getting opposed uh, pressure on opposing quarterbacks and and we saw it last week i think we saw it in the k-state game too when the texas defense is playing well uh they're getting pressure on yeah. opposing quarterbacks when things start to fall apart like they did in the fourth quarter in fort worth on saturday it's because texas just isn't getting pressure they're not blitzing they're not as aggressive but also they're not able to get a very good pass rush with just four so That's the key for this Texas defense, right? It has been all year. I don't think that changes on Saturday. If the Longhorns are able to get consistent pressure, uh, their defense is going to do a lot because Iowa State's offense isn't all that good. But if Iowa State's O-line wins that battle, then, yeah, understandable that uh, people would be nervous. And obviously there's a chance Iowa State wins this one on Saturday night.
0: But you know what's weird about Iowa State? I was just looking at some of their offensive numbers uh, last night because I'm working on some content on the site. Uh, where they actually are good on offense. Uh, They're good in the red zone. They're 13th in the country in red zone offense. Let's be nice. (laughs) And uh, they're top 50 in the country in time of possession. And I know that might not sound like a big deal, but when you're talking about the clock rolls in college football this year and how you can use that to your advantage – I would say, yeah, I would say sixth in the conference in in time of possession per game. They're at 30 41. Texas is at 30 54. So, you know, this is an offense that they're comfortable wanting, you know, trying to sustain drives. Uh, They're comfortable if they get the ball in the red zone and playing you on a compressed field. So, you know, I think if you're Texas, um, I think you do have to be aggressive. BK. I think you've got to try to get after Rocco Beck. When you look at their losses this year, uh, you know, he's thrown seven interceptions this year. Yeah. Six of those, if I'm looking at this right, yeah. Let me let me add, let me make sure I've got this right. Yeah. Six of those seven interceptions have come in their losses this year. You had one against Iowa. Two against Ohio, not Ohio State. That's Ohio U. Yeah. The Bobcats. Uh, Two against Oklahoma. And then one BK against your Kansas Jayhawks. Uh, So they're, you know, you want to try to be aggressive. You want to try to get them to turn the ball over. You want to get after Rocco Beck. And if you can't do that traditionally or doing it conventionally, it's gonna be a little tough for you. Yeah, you do have to blitz more. You do have to show them something. Show this freshman quarterback something that you don't think he's seen before. I was talking about Texas. Oh, they showed us something we didn't see on film. Well, do show Iowa State something that that you haven't put on film. Bring out some kind of blitz package that you haven't used yet. Uh, I also found it really comical. CB mentions it that it was mentioned. Oh, they don't know what they're getting into coming up here in the dark. Yeah, like I don't think Tuscaloosa. A, t- a night game in Tuscaloosa did F all to prepare Texas to go to Ames, Iowa to play a football game. Dude, if we, Leipold with Jason Bean as his quarterback, found a way to, to navigate Ames at night. I, I, I feel like Sark and Quinn Ewers in this defense,
1: the environment's not going to be that big of an issue. Yeah, you said it right there. Kansas with a backup quarterback just went into Ames two weeks ago and beat Iowa State at night. And I think Iowa State is 1-3 in, in their last four home night games. I think I heard Chip say that stat with uh, Zay yesterday. So I know that place has been a problem for Texas in recent years. Well, Iowa State in general has been a bit of a problem for Texas in recent years. But, yeah, this is uh, not the Longhorns' toughest environment that they're going to have to play in. And you brought up hey. the Alabama game. Well, they also won in Waco at night, and they also won in Fort Worth at night. So they've played three road games yeah. And they're three and oh this year. So it's not like, oh, you know, they're playing on the road, they're playing at night. This is new for Texas. They haven't done something like this. It's like, no, they've they played in situations just like this and been perfectly fine. BK, would you like some Kansas football breaking news?
0: Oh, only if it's good. It's good. Andy Kotelniki, the offensive coordinator, held his uh Weekly, I guess his weekly media availability is on Wednesday. I don't know what coordinator availabilities are all about. That's kind of a foreign concept to me at this point.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, but Jason Bean, according to Andy Kotlin, Nikki did practice today and, quote, he took a lot of
1: reps. Ah, okay. I mean, so you got that going for you. I'm programmed to think the news is going to be negative when it's Kansas football related. And yeah, because the Jalen
0: Daniels, like, oh, yeah, he's he's practicing, wasn't that last year? And like, it's like, okay, wasn't he supposed to be back like a yeah. month ago?
1: Yeah, that's uh, like, glass half full scenario would have been, oh, Jalen Daniels is practicing and he's expected back for the K State <laughs> game this week. But I figured that was unrealistic. My first thought when you brought that up this year was Lance Leipold is interviewed with blank. And that is the last thing that I want to hear right now because you're seeing his name linked to Michigan State. You're seeing his name linked to A&M to a lesser degree. But it feels like uh, most bigger jobs that are already open or about to open, uh, Lance Leipold is being discussed as a potential replacement out there. So that's that's kind of where I thought you were going. So, yeah, I'll take I'll take Jason Bean. I, I still think K-State beats, beats Kansas, even if Bean is the guy. But uh, obviously, if they had to go to the freshman again, the guy who lost against Texas Tech, they would they would have no shot in the Sunflower Showdown. What an intimidating rivalry name that is! That's a big deal, man. In the in the Sunflower State, yeah, uh, it, hasn't, it hasn't been because K State's won like fourteen in a row, I think, against Kansas. So, dude,
0: I, I really, even though I mentioned this in the last hour, even though you know, K State played Texas tougher than Kansas did. I'm just by looking at the final score. And Jason Bean found out he was starting that game five minutes before it happened. Yeah, Dude, I I think Kansas, like, just on the hoof, like, physically, athletically, they're a better football team than Kansas State. Really? I really think so. Like, athlete for athlete, I think, I think Kansas is more dynamic than Kansas State now.
1: Mm.
0: And, and honestly, man, if I knew Jason Bean was 100% healthy, I'd probably pick Kansas to win that football game.
1: Yeah, I think you can make an argument that Kansas has better skill position talent than Kansas State does this year. Uh, I would pick K State on the lines of scrimmage over Kansas right now, uh, but yeah, I mean the, the talent gap between these two teams is closer than it's been in a long, long time for sure. I so, just
0: thought they're more athletic, man. Yeah, where
1: where is that game at BK? Uh, it's in Lawrence. It's a KU home game. Um, you know, yeah. Once again, K State's won fourteen in a row. K State is twenty six and four. In the last 30 against Kansas, Kansas still Good leads Lord. the all time series by like 10, which just goes Dude. to show you how shitty K State was before <laughs> old man Bill Snyder got there. Like literally as what? soon as he got there, they started beating Kansas damn near every year. But before he showed up, they they had nothing against how even you, KU. How
0: do you win? How do you win 26 of 30 and you're still minus 10 in the all time series? No, oh, I beg your pardon. Kansas is 65 and 50 against how do you win 30 26 out of 30 and you're
1: minus 15 in the all-time series yeah yeah good uh, lord i'm telling you man so yeah i guess kansas fans can brag about the all-time rivalry but shoot most of uh most of the ku fans who are alive if ku football fans even exist uh haven't been able to see too much of of that dominance so I, I agree. Yeah. I agree with Karen's comment, though, about Can- Kansas State's
0: ability to run the football. I mean, they, dude, they couldn't do it against Texas, but dude, nobody's been able to line up and run the ball on Texas. Alabama couldn't even do it consistently. Uh, yeah. TCU did it because they just kind of kept chipping away and eventually got a few things. But it's not like TCU just overwhelmed Texas at the line of scrimmage. Um, dude, nobody, nobody is going to be able to line up and run the football at Texas unless, like, if you told me, in a, like, in a national semifinal, like, Michigan's going to light up and run the ball
1: on Texas, I'm like, I'd I'd like to see it. Yeah. Yeah, you know? I'd like to see. I'd like, I've seen some Texas fans be like, oh, man, I, I don't know. I don't want to know what would happen if this team had to play Michigan or if this team had to play Georgia. And it's like, man, you don't. Sack up. Sack yeah. up, man. You don't want to know what it would be like to watch Texas play a playoff game? Like, I don't want to sit here and say – I wouldn't give a shit if we lost 50 to nothing, but shoot, I'll, I'll take a playoff spot. Like give us a chance. Let's Don't see you wanna, what it's you like. want to win another Alamo bowl? Like. Right. The hell. I'm tired of remembering the Alamo bowl, man. I remember that shit. All right. We've been there so many times and I know that would really be the fitting end to Texas's time in the big 12. Everyone's like, Oh, it'd be very fitting if Texas won the Big 12 on the way out. The- no, it wouldn't. It'd be fitting if Texas went eight and four this year and had to play some average Pac-12 team in San Antonio at the Alamo Bowl. If, if only the
0: Holiday Bowl was an option, that might be more fitting.
1: Yeah, that too. <laughs> One of those two bowls, right? Or maybe the Texas Bowl in, in H-Town. Like, thankfully, we're, we're on to bigger and better things, and you know, at worst, hopefully we're talking about a New Year's Six Bowl. Obviously, you hope it's uh, one of the two semifinals. Yeah, you remember that
0: one time BK Texas was in the Sugar Bowl?
1: Oh, how could I forget? That was one of the best weeks of my life, man. New Year's too in New Orleans, and then playing that game on the first. Man, I, I
0: would have gained. I would have gained about twenty pounds on that trip because the food in New Orleans. New Orleans, I've been to. I've been to L.A., New York, San Francisco, Seattle. You name pretty much everywhere but Miami. Dude, New Orleans, best food city in America, hands down. Mm-hmm. Love the Cajun food. Man. But I got dude. like Larry I got laryngitis on that trip, dude. I woke up like I was there for five days. I woke up like day two. My throat was like swollen shut. I was like, am I choking on something? And my tonsils were all swollen. I couldn't swallow anything. Dude, it was it was bad, man. Oh, so you missed the game? You were there? No, you- I, I were I powered through that man while everybody else was at the casinos and having fun. I was I was pounding uh, green tea all week. I was, like yeah. Danny, I was like I was like Danny McBride and, and Hot Rod. I would drink green tea all damn day,
1: <laughs> dude. That's that's me right now because I'm under the weather and I just drank tea and I hate tea. I mean, tea tastes like ass to me, dude. It is so so bad because you're drinking the wrong kind of tea, man. Well, I think they're all bad. I just got the uh, the throat coat because my throat's killing so me. Yeah, sweet tea, unsweet tea, peach
0: tea, hot tea, green tea. Man, you can...
1: Hey, that, shit was, versatile. that shit was all taxed back in the day, all yeah. right? And I'm still mad about that, okay? No
0: taxation without representation.
1: Amen. And I, at last night I had a couple of British troops knock on my door trying to stay at my place. Bullshit. No quartering <laughs> of troops here, all right? We, we've talked about this. this hey, you can't. i both paid attention in history class. Yeah, there you go. Like I've got an uncle who lives in England. I haven't talked to him in years. I don't acknowledge his existence. Get out of there. You yeah, you
0: red coat, just stay over
1: there. Yeah, the ex-mother country. That's that's you bullshit. Benedict right Arnold. There, man. Oh man. Dude, yeah, I,
0: Rodney and I were talking about this earlier. Um like I was like, man, you know, I would I would love to I would love for Texas to win the Big 12 title because that's the first game played on Championship Sunday or Championship Saturday. And like to be in the post game press conference and to be in that locker room when everything, you know, all the chaos has to play out. Like to hear the, the stump speeches of, of guys are like, this is why we should be in the playoff. We're 12 and one and a Power Five conference champion. You know how the stump, how the term thump, uh, stump speech originated, BK? It's back in the day when politicians, you know, they don't have like the traveling road shows that they have now. Politicians mm-hmm. had something to say. They'd gather around and you'd stand on a sawed off tree stump. To make your stump speech.
1: The politician would?
0: Yeah. So that's that. why I say anytime somebody's campaigning for something or instead of getting on the soapbox, I prefer the term stump speech.
1: There you go. Well, if Texas wins and they're getting the trophy handed to them by not Brett Yormark because he's going to have COVID that day, so he's not going to show up to watch that happen. Uh, yes, yeah, so we've got to bring a tree stump out there instead of a podium so Sark can, uh, can give the speech. <laughs> clamoring for why texas should be a final 14
0: i'll wheel one out like you think they'd frown upon that if i wheeled a stump or just a tree stump in the jared world like i've got a bringing, guy why are you bringing a tree stump in here i'm like it's cool it's for later I'm not gonna go <laughs> it's cool.
1: for the speech man what speech <laughs> yeah, don't worry about that for the Start,
0: speech. start. get off get off the podium get over here
1: stand on the stump all right mm-hmm. now go yeah you better not put your hand on Sark's chest. Otherwise he might uh, go off on you. I don't no, I don't, I'm not,
0: I don't, I, I don't think other than shaking Sark's hand, I don't think I've ever touched any other part of Steve Sarkeesian's body. That's, that's And the I, aim to, I aim to keep it that
1: way. Yeah. I don't know if Trey does after seeing that picture, but I, I hope he does.
0: You know, some people are uh, like some, I've seen some Texas coaches. Some people are big, like they're, they're, you know, Kind of touchy feel, like contact person. Like Matt Mac was the kind of guy that would like come put his arm around you, you know. Uh, Tom Herman not so much, and and Sark Sark not so much. Sark doesn't strike me as just kind of a a touchy feely type person.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, his love language is not physical touch. I don't think so. Mm. I, don't, I don't think so. Yeah. Man, I like that. I like that stump speech thing. I will say this. You're right. Like, obviously, the Big 12 championship is an 11 a.m. game on December 2nd. So uh, it's the first Saturday conference championship game that gets played. But the Pac-12 plays on Friday night. And that that could be the one that Texas fans are paying the most attention to. Like, if if Washington slips up, let's say Washington loses in Corvallis this Saturday to Oregon State, then, okay, maybe that opens the door up for Texas a little bit. You know, like yeah. that type of situation. But obviously, yeah, that that game, assuming it's a rematch of Washington and Oregon, and I think we're very close to clinching that, uh, that game on Friday night could go a long way in determining just exactly what the Longhorns are playing for on Saturday, December 2nd. If,
0: you, if, you, if it gets to that point, what I hope, I hope for chaos in the Pac-12, and I honestly hope that Texas wins these next two games, gets to Arlington, wins the championship game, because I want Texas fans to be invested. Like, look, I said it, BK. If Alabama wins the SEC championship game over Georgia, dude, they're gonna jump Texas. Like, I, I don't. I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying I'm very well prepared for that to happen. Uh. And, and in addition to that, then you've got to be invested that night in the ACC championship because. If it's Louisville, Florida State, like, a one-loss Louisville is not going to jump Texas. But, dude, if Florida State is a one-loss non-conference champion, dude, they're out of the discussion at that point.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Florida State can't lose anywhere. Like, even if they lose, well, they play North Alabama this week, and then they play Florida in the last week. So they're probably not losing either of those. I thought North Alabama was an NAIA school. It might be. It might be a high school. I don't know. I don't know. Like, how— they're not even in the SEC. How do they get the SEC cupcake game in week 11? How does that work? Because
0: the ACC is garbage, too. and only plays eight conference games. Oh, my God. Got some yeah. scones, man. I, You know, I told you this. Like, with some of the directional schools, like, I had to think for a minute. My alma mater, Texas State, is in the Sun Belt. But, like, when I saw, uh, you know, like a Big 12 scoreboard update, I'm like, USA 33, Oklahoma State 7. Oklahoma State's playing America tonight. Well, no wonder they're losing. <laughs> they should be out, man. Like, oh, It's University of South Alabama.
1: Oh, okay. You you, uh, I can't find a line for Florida State and UNA. And for those curious, North Alabama is uh, three and seven on the season. Hopefully that is not on any reputable sports book this
0: weekend.
1: What about a reputable sports television network? You care to take a guess on uh, where you can find FSU and North Alabama at 530? that's, That's
0: gotta be an ESPN plus. Nope. It's actually ACC? on TV.
1: ACC Network? Uh-uh. I don't know if this one is better or worse than ACC It's Network. not the CW, is it? The CW. Oh, man. Home of Live Golf. You can find FSU and UNA this Saturday. I'm sure everyone will be locked into this one uh, at 530 p.m. <laughs> Dude, you know, Man. You think Big
0: Twelve teams have it bad when you get relegated to the ESPN Plus game? Like, if you're an ACC team, like, who did we piss off to get, you know, shoved all the way down to the freaking CW game that week? What do
1: do you know what's on the CW besides Live Golf? Like, what what Dawson's, shows? Dawson's Creek still on there? I don't even know what that is. Got some. Oh yeah, you're too young for that, BK.
0: I got some Smallville, maybe. Farmville, the old Facebook game. Was that show? Was that show that I watched? The vampire vampire diaries is that uh is that still running on the CW?
1: No, I, don't language, even, I
0: don't even know, man. Like Gilmore Girls, wasn't that on the CW? Charmed, yeah. Rodney knows what's up. Damn.
1: So you you watch the CW a lot I, then. I think huh?
0: all the shows I just mentioned are
1: have been long removed from the channel lineup, though. Mm. I was worried I was gonna. Have to tell you what channel the CW is, but sounds like you already know exactly where to find it on your television guide. I think it's like 12, I think maybe. Hmm. Yeah. Florida State's not losing, man. <laughs> it <laughs> sucks because they're not good. I know they beat LSU and they ran away from LSU, but we've learned that LSU was not as good as people expected them to be. Uh, that's like that's like, beating Duke. Are we going to act like beating Duke is some sort of big accomplishment Duke is there? Duke. Like, You go undefeated and you win a Power Five conference, you're always going to make it. So this is not me arguing against Florida State making the CFP if they win their last three games. They've got to be in. But uh, I I feel really good about Texas. If Texas and Florida State were to play, I'd pick Texas to win. Uh, I don't know if I do. I wouldn't do that against Georgia or Michigan or Ohio State or Washington. I, I don't even know if I would do that against Oregon. But if Texas and Florida State were to somehow be able to play a game at a neutral field like, I, I think Texas would beat Florida State, and that's why it, it would pain me to see them get in potentially over Texas.
0: Well, you remember uh, the first year of the CFP? So, Florida State won the national title in 13, and they come back in 14. That was the, the year Jameis opened the year being suspended because of the crab leg. There's the crab leg deal, and then he allegedly yelled, blank her in her nether regions out loud in the cafeteria and mm. the student union or something, and got suspended. Can't do that. Uh, yeah, it's frowned upon, BK. Times have changed. Times have changed in the last 10 years. Interesting. Uh, but, but you remember, like, that's all we said all year in 14, right? It was like, dude, Florida State's going to go to the playoff and just get skull drugged by whoever they play. And sure enough, they went to the Rose Bowl and Oregon beat their brains in. Yeah. <laughs> so so I, I don't know if that's good that, that would happen this year. But yeah, I would take, dude, Texas Forest State, that's one of my dream matchups to watch because they've never played each other. Not once. Not once. Wow, didn't know that. And the fact you know Mac Brown played at Florida State, and you, so you got that tie-in. I guess that'd be a fun. That'd be a fun game. That would be a fun home and home down the road for Texas and Texas to
1: play Florida State. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's a way that could happen this year, but it'd have to be in the national title game, right? Like if both of those teams make it to the playoff, you yeah. would think they'd be the three and the four, and they'd both have to pull off upsets to to get to play 12 team playoff, then it, it could obviously happen at some point. Um but man, that's that is wild that they've never played.
0: Never played. And like I, you know, growing up as a as a child of the nineties, I was born in eighty three. So in the early to mid nineties, like I'm I'm watching college football was pretty much college football in the NFL, college basketball is pretty much everything for me. BK I wasn't your typical kid in small town America's like, oh, we'll go hunting and fishing on the weekends. Like, you kidding me? Uh, CBS carrying the Michigan-Duke basketball game. That's where my ass is going to be on Saturday. There you go. Um, I have this overinflated sense of what Florida State football is because that was in the heyday under Bobby Bowden. So, like to me, people people say, "Oh, college football is better when fill in the blank is good." Yeah, I just feel better about life when Florida State, like when when the Florida State Miami game means something. I feel I feel like you know. In this crazy world, we're all going to survive. It's going to be okay because Florida State and Miami is relevant again.
1: Yeah, people have told me that that game mattered at some point, and I don't know if I believe them because for the vast majority, like my childhood, obviously, uh, you know, late 90s, early 2000s, my early childhood, there were some massive, massive games between those two. But, shoot, in the last 10, 15 years, like – it's been either both of them are bad or only one of them is good. so all
0: right, so you remember probably probably during your your days on the 40 acres? remember how big of a deal LSU Alabama was? Sure. okay. Miami, Florida State was like LSU, Alabama with the NFL talent, but they actually scored points when they played each other. No nine to six field goal fests. Yeah. Jake, uh, Tennessee, Florida was another. Again, it was like LSU Bama, but no. they
1: actually scored points. No, it didn't. They, now you, you can. I'm telling
0: you, man, Tennessee, Nebraska, these were good teams. UCLA had a good football program at one point in time.
1: By the way, has Chip Kelly officially been fired yet? No, there, there that, was a report though that, that said after the, last night. Yeah. yeah. After the US, what if he beats USC? They're gonna fire him regardless. That's such
0: the that's the worst way to do things, man. Like, just pull, just do it. Yeah. But what? Oh, Chip Kelly apparently is, uh, Chip Kelly apparently is addressing the media today. Uh oh.
1: (laughs) What? what, That should be fun. Who who does UCLA think they are? Like, can they really upgrade over Chip Kelly? And it's
0: like, if you were going to do it, why, why didn't you do it like two years ago? Like, he was eight and four or. they've they've gone eight and four nine and four and then because they didn't play a bowl game in 21. They were nine and four last year they're six and four right now. I mean dude as sorry as usc's defense is the US UCLA could win that game. Like you got your quarterback for the future in in Dante Moore. So yeah I don't it doesn't make a whole lot of sense like you do that like if you're telling me they're doing that and like I don't know Sean McVay's decided to like go to the go try because hand at college football and you're gonna hire Sean McVay. All right, well, dude, dump Chip Kelly, then who cares? Yeah,
1: they better but, have somebody who, who they're going after if they're getting rid of Chip Kelly. I mean, not that Chip Kelly the same guy that he was at Oregon, you know, a decade and a half ago when he had them playing for national championships, but uh, yeah, I don't know. They've got USC and then Cal, they could win those two games to be yeah. eight and four, win a bowl game, nine and four, like. Or even if you win a bowl game, you're eight and five. Like for UCLA, that should be okay. Hey, yeah. We're you're not embarrassing yourself. Big Ten. I guess they uh are worried about the move to the Big Ten. They want to make sure that they can hang in that. Oh God, room.
0: what what on earth shall we do if we have to
1: play Iowa and Northwestern? Hey, maybe Connor Stallions is taking the gig. I don't know. <laughs> you know, maybe they got a contract under the table signed with him already. Dude, there is
0: nothing that annoys me more than like the, the big 10 schools that just leech off of the teeth of like Michigan, Michigan and Penn State and Ohio right. State, like Northwestern's like, yeah, we're in a power five league. Like, dude, just shut up. You're raising the GPA for the conference. Like, just, just be quiet.
1: Yeah.
0: Minnesota, be thankful
1: you have a seat here. Doesn't uh, a lot of SEC teams do that too? Don't they Right in the Alabama and Georgia and LSU coaches. I mean,
0: yeah, you can you can name you can name names like you know Mississippi State, Kentucky.
1: Mm. What yeah. appeal would
0: some of these schools have if they were on their own?
1: Right, if they had to
0: drift right. out into sea and try to drift out at sea and try to survive.
1: Yeah, that's speaking why of they, the,
0: that's why the right. hateful eight BK should thank Texas and Oklahoma. Mm. They're still going to be in
1: a Power Five league next year. There you go. I like that thought right there. Um, speaking of coach firings, I don't know if you've talked about this at all or written about this, but how effed up is what Mississippi State did? Like, you really can't wait to the end of the year to get rid of Zach Arnett. I think the writing was on the wall that they were going yeah. to make a move, but really, you're going to fire that guy in the middle of the season? Like, At least let him finish the year. Let him finish the year. He took over for a coach who died on the job. You're not even going to give him a full season?
2: Like, dude, that is
1: that is sorry, Mississippi State. Like, come on, man. That's another one. Like, dude, under, understand who you are
0: and act accordingly. Like, yeah. it's bad enough. Like, I, I'm with you. Like, it was pretty obvious that wasn't going to work, right? Right. But now you have... And I go back to what Sark said the other day when he got asked about it. Like, Zach Arnett, I don't know what his, what his buyout is, what they're going to pay him, but like, Zach Arnett financially, he's probably going to end this thing with life changing money for him and his family. But what about the dude in the recruiting office, you know, making 30 grand a year, or, you know, your analyst or your GA, you know, making 20 grand, whatever GAs make now. Like, that's the people that, like, you know, you're, you're people in football ops. You know, like, dude, what the hell am I, are my my family and I going to do? Like, Thanksgiving is next week. Like, we got the holidays coming up, and I don't know where my next paycheck is coming from. Officially now, I don't know. Yeah. Like, that's the kind of stuff that, you know, you deal, and it's, it sucks as if dealt with enough coaching changes at Texas now, now that when you get to know some of these staffers and it's like, Dude, I don't envy your position. Like you've got some stuff you got to figure out and figure it out in a hurry. So yeah, it's just sorry, man. But like, what? Who's Mississippi? State? Like Mississippi State? Other than Dan Mullen, like you remember they did the same thing to Joe Moorhead when they hired Mike Leach. Like, Joe Moorhead was there for what two years? Yeah, and I think got him to two bowl games.
1: Yeah, but the coach didn't die. Yeah, on the job. Like that's the that's the whole horrible element to this story is like, my God, you couldn't this guy got thrown into an impossible situation having to take over for a coach who died right before the season started, and you're not even gonna give him one single year. I mean Yeah. I don't know,
0: I don't pretend to know Mississippi State's A D situation, right? Mm -hmm. But if if your administration is and I think they have a they hired a new A D, which again that could be part of it. But if anybody in that administrative or in the, in the power structure of Mississippi State was involved in making Zach Arnett the full-time head coach, if you're admitting that that was a bad decision, why should you be allowed to make the equally bad decision to fire him before the end of the year and now hire his replacement?
1: Right. Yeah, that always amazes me how certain people get, like Ross Bjork, the a He didn't hire Jimbo Fisher, but he gave him that extension, yeah. which made the buyout. You know, seventy-six point eight million dollars, and that's going to be the guy who gets to decide who a And M's next football coach is. Which maybe is yeah. good news if you're a Longhorn fan, but it's like, if you f something up to that degree, should you get another chance to do the exact same thing, dude? You remember there was a period of time where in Texas we were trying to figure out, okay,
0: which AD was it that issued this horrifically bad extension that the next guy has to deal with? Like we were trying to, oh. was like. Cat chasing his tail, like, oh man, yeah, CDC extended Shaka. Like, no, no, no. Mike Parent actually agreed to that extension with Shaka. So it's you know, yeah, was it Parent?
1: Was it Patterson? Was it Yeah? it's who know, but
0: yeah. um no, I dude, like that was my beef. So being a Texas state alone, that's why I made it very well known publicly. And honestly. Texas State's got their stuff together now from an administrative standpoint. Like, that was my deal, like, why it frustrated me to go to a school BK where the athletic director of the president really didn't care about whether the football team was good or not. Mm. Like, dude, if you're the AD, like, a, a, an FBS AD shouldn't be allowed to make, like, five different football coaching hires. Like, yeah, dude, you, get, you might get two tops if you screw it
1: up. Dude, if you screw it up, like, four times, like, at that point, somebody else needs to do. Your job for you you're right you're right i mean college sports is more like pro sports than it's ever been and it it feels like most gms in pro sports get two hires and then like if the second hire doesn't work then we're finding your replacement too every once in a while a guy will get three hell nick casario in houston got three right he hired david coley goodness hired lovey smith Goodness, and then obviously got the chance to hire D'Amico, and it looks like the third time's been a charm. But usually, yeah, two is kind of what you get, and if you can't figure that out, then you got to go. And I buy that. I mean, anything—if you can't get two hires right, especially at a at a big time program where you have resources and you know that if you hire the right guy, you should be able to have success. If you go zero for two, you shouldn't get uh, that third time. Thought you were going to say a, a, a nice, powerful program like Texas
0: State, where you have an abundance of resources. Yes, of course. Thank That's you BK, for putting the Bobcats where they belong. In I the got gotcha, you. Guys. Yeah. Hey, I will, I'm I'm planning. You know, if if the bowl, if I can work it out, I'm planning on traveling to their bowl game. There you go. Whether it's in, it could be in Boca, it could be in Mobile. You think if I go down to Boca, like Tom Herman will let me stay at his house? Think so he's got an extra room where I can crash.
1: Hmm. Um, how good of a relationship did you have with coach Herman? Probably at
0: this point it would be a deal where if I showed up on his front door, I may get a, whatever registered firearm he's in possession of maybe pointed somewhere in the direction of my person. So Mm -hmm. it might just be
1: anything associated with UT. Like, I don't know if that's a you thing. I just think that's might be how he feels about anybody or anything associated with Texas. I'll,
0: I'll, I'll probably be better off just, uh, you know, giving Tom a, a hypothetical air high five once I hit the Boca city limits. There you go. Going
1: to Boca Raton, not Del Boca Vista, BK. Uh, Del Boca Vista, great spot. People keep texting saying that my app sound is weird. Apparently I'm sounding weird or quiet or not sounding like anything on the app right now. Y'all let me know. What I think the mustache is uh, getting in the way of the microphone sound waves. That could be it. I, I'm convinced the mustache is the reason I'm sick right now, Jeff, because I literally feel like every <laughs> year in the middle of November, I come down with something, and I think it's just like I have so much bacteria. It's, capping, tra- it's trapping pollen. Just can't get out. And, like, I, I feel like as soon as I shave this thing, I would say at the end of the month, but I'm not going to make it. Like, Thanksgiving is next Thursday, and I'm going home to my parents' place down in Galveston. Yeah. And my, my mom's not going to serve me dinner if this thing is on my face. So I I feel, I feel like it's gone probably next Wednesday, so it, it won't get uh, the full month, unfortunately. All right, so I know we'll talk about this before next week, and we'll talk about it next week
0: too. I guess before next week would be now. I Me mean, being smart, it's a Texas State Education working out. <laughs> what, what is what has to be included for the ideal Brad Kellner Thanksgiving to go off without a hitch? What what side dish? Mm-hmm main course dessert what's got to be there like you if this one thing is missing because i hate like power rank your dessert no dude give me like the one thing like if this is not there you might as well just cancel the whole thing
1: Mm. i mean the obvious one is turkey right like i can't pick turkey i mean
0: you can if turkey's that important to you or i don't know if you like an alternative meat source for thanksgiving i don't know if you're you know uh it depends on how you're cooking the turkey, too. Like, if it's, if if it's got to be a specific kind of turkey.
1: Yeah, like most of most of the folks who attend the Kellner Thanksgiving luncheon uh, are Jewish. And a lot of them keep kosher. So we don't go with the ham bit. I feel like ham is uh, the second most popular yeah. Thanksgiving meat. But, yeah, we're we're team turkey. And we usually have, I mean, shoot, there, there are years where there's like 30, 40 people at, uh, at my parents' place. For Thanksgiving. So we've got four or five different turkeys okay. uh, being cooked up. And, yeah, you might have
0: one fried, you might have one smoked. You might bingo. have
1: one. Yeah. Just, my dad, my dad's in charge of that, and I've I've helped okay. the older I've gotten. But we fry a couple, yeah, smoke a couple, broil a couple. We got everything rolling here. So I, I'm down with different. all
0: three of those. Like the you know, you put in the broiler, you can get you can get some good, some good turkey. What I'm not down with though is like your standard let's stick it this in the let's stick this in the oven for several hours like that's pretty spare mm. as far as thanksgiving turkey goes
1: yeah that's they're fair. better
0: they're better more effective apparatuses for cooking turkey now
1: in yeah. 2023 i'm with you i'll go turkey one can gravy which might tie in with the turkey no
0: gravy gravy is key because like if it's the, if it's the good kind of gravy like you can just dump great like you dump gravy on the on the pecan pie or whatever. Like, just dump gravy all over your plate. Like, it's great. It's fine.
1: Yeah, and, and pie is number three. I'll go pumpkin pie, but as long as there's any sort of pie in the building, uh, I'll be okay with it. Okay. My, yeah, yeah. Uh, the
0: voice of the Longhorns in my former uh, co-host
1: Craig Way once described
0: himself as a gravy whore. <laughs> how much Craig likes gravy? So.
1: Well, I've heard I've
0: heard Craig called a whore before. I've never heard of gravy whore. Uh, Self described, by the mm-hmm. way, sir. Self described as a gravy whore. Um, I've got to go. Um, look, dude, the desserts have to be on point for Thanksgiving, right? And I, you know, I kind of go, kind of rotate through, cycle through various desserts that I like. Right now, man, it is. My wife's grandmother makes a buttermilk pecan pie that is pretty much the best thing I've ever tasted in my life. So I'll have to go, like, a good good pie, preferably that one. But I need a good pie. That's got to be number one. Yeah, Number two, because I know I'm going to eat a lot of bad stuff, the green beans can't be spare. Like, you've got to do a vegetable. It's gotta be green beans. The green beans can't be spare. Are you a green bean casserole guy or just a green bean guy? Um, you know what? If there's green bean casserole, yeah, that'll count as a vegetable that day. That can count as a vegetable. But mo- the way my wife does, uh, my wife does the green beans, she'll throw like uh tomatoes and bacon in there. And it's it's some pretty badass green beans. Okay. Okay. And then um it's just, I'm, they can't be spare. Dude, the, the dressing cannot be, I can't, it can't taste like I'm eating, you know, like I'm eating like particle board that you put on the floor building a house. Like the, 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 the stuffing, dressing, whatever you want to call it. I'm, i call it more of a dressing type guy. Like you gotta, you know, like what, what's really good Begin. My wife's grandmother does this, like put, puts actual pieces of chicken in the dressing. Give it a little more flavor. Chicken so, or turkey? Actually, chicken. Interesting. And in the dressing. So I got to have a good dessert. The green beans and the and the dressing, they cannot be spare. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm assuming the meat's going to get taken care of. Whatever potato dish you want, that's going to be taken care of, whatever. But I, I can't have spare green beans. And I sure as hell could not have spare dressing at my Thanksgiving. I just think,
1: and God, I, I can't remember if my mom makes this, but I promise it's not just uh, the one that my mom makes, but I just think the whole dressing slash stuffing bit, it, it's spare in itself. Like it, it doesn't it's, have to be, though. That's what I'm saying. Not, it doesn't have to be. It's not bad. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. And I, I put some on my plate every year, and I don't, like, hate eating it. I just, I want more. Like, my palate, I, I guess, just doesn't like okay. it as much as other people. Because I've had other stuffings and and dressings at other people's house. and I guess it's just the concept that doesn't jive with me. Mm-hmm. But I like, I want it to be good. Every year I'm like, ah, this is the year where I'm finally going to like stuffing or dressing as much as everybody else. And I eat it and it's like, eh, it's fun. I mean, when, when I'm going back for seconds, I'm usually not getting that. I'm usually getting some things. I'm always getting seconds. Yeah. But it's usually not the dressing slash stuffing that uh, that makes it on the plate twice. So how you, how you feel about uh, dressing is kind of how I feel about
0: Pearl Jam. It's more how I feel about you, too, honestly. It's kind of how I feel about you, too. What did how I you, do? I'm not I, spare. How you feel about dressing is how I feel about you, too. I'm like, you know what? Maybe, maybe I've just been wrong about you, too. Maybe, maybe this is... Maybe I'll listen to it and it Nope. It just hits my ear different. And I'm like, yeah, it's pretty, pretty spare. So you don't have seconds of you, too, on your Thanksgiving plate. No. Bono gets set off to the side. Yeah, mm-hmm. The has set off to the side. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what the problem is, too, BK, with my, my Thanksgivings? It's... Uh, I, I've got two brothers and, and they like some pretty spare stuff. Like my brother, my younger brother is okay with just like, you know, just like your standard like Mrs. Baird's roles, just like your standard spare role. I'm like, dude, mm. there's so much better so you, you can get better roles. And he's like, no, I like these. I'm like, okay, so what we started doing, and I'm glad my wife and his wife have finally gotten on board with this. Like, my brother has his little plate of cheap shitty rolls and here's the rolls for the for everybody else that are actually (laughs) going to be edible that we can all eat. And my older brother with the dressing bit, dude, he likes like just the stovetop one out of the box. I'm like, what why are you living life the wrong way? Like
1: God. Yeah. That's the worst too. And it's just everyone has their specific individual requests. It's like they have to have this on their on their plate. It's like, oh man, like that's, that's gotta get annoying for the people who host to, just to make sure that all of that stuff is, is there. I guess if you bring it yourself, it's no big deal. Like yeah. if you've got a specific request, you want something there, then you bring it, then that's fine. You can have it. But uh, it's just gotta be annoying when you have big groups like that and everyone's got their personalized request on what they have See, to have.
0: My wife and I were raising our daughter, right? Cause we're like, here's the spread. You can find you something here. We're not bringing anything special. Yeah. We're not making anything special. Here That's are your choices.
1: It. There's so much shit, like at least yeah. at least of mine. There's like 15 things to choose from. Like you don't need to request one thing. There's going to be like at least four or five items on this spread that you are going to enjoy here. So just just eat it, you know? You just, see, when I was a kid, like mm-hmm. I always
0: felt like Thanksgiving was a tease for Christmas. Like I know I know it's different for you. BK, w- wouldn't but, know. Yeah, that yeah. hurts. Man, like you don't get presents at Thanksgiving. We gotta go back to school on Monday. It's kind of a tease. But the older I get, man, uh ah, there's a reason for the season. I love Christmas, don't get me wrong. But Thanksgiving really is my favorite holiday now.
1: Yeah, mm. I, I think I I think I can get down with that. Dude, Big it's a holiday
0: about eating turkey and watching football. Like, forget the pilgrims and the Mayflower and
1: the Native Americans and all that stuff. Oh no, I read that shit every year. I, I read the Mayflower Compact. Yeah, pay, uh, pay homage to uh, to those people. Are you sitting in a Mayflower moving truck while you're doing it? Oh, that's a good idea. Now, see, right that, would be, that would make you a hardcore
0: real American right there, I'm not, sir. I'm
1: not sitting on a stump, but I'm sitting on a rock usually. Well, you know,
0: you can that. stand on that stump and then let everybody know why, you know, your reason for the season, why, why Hanukkah is so great. You can, there you you go. can stump for Hanukkah. Well, yeah, that, that's allowed.
1: What? Um, stump. Not the Urban Dictionary meaning for stump, right? No, 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 no. You gotta.
0: By the way, that, let me let me look at this. I want to see. It's always fun to throw things in the Urban Dictionary to see.
1: Uh, oh, you're looking at stumped to see
0: what it is. Well, yeah, I mean that's kind of what I figured the Urban Dictionary definition for stump would be the first thing that comes up. Um, the second one makes sense too.
1: Yeah, I you know I prefer that word not to be there. But okay, yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's how it goes man that's uh I I don't I don't F with Miriam or Webster I I think they're two pieces of shit but Urban Dictionary now that that is something I can get down with that's something I believe in right there I wonder like if Miriam
0: like won an arm wrestling contest with Webster to get their name first on the dictionary. I was wondering, like, I was wondering about stuff like that.
1: Right. Yeah. It's like, uh, Orville and Redenbacher, you know, with the airplanes, yeah. like uh, the Wright the brothers, like how, how did Orville always get mentioned first? So in college, uh, everybody works crappy
0: retail jobs in college. I worked at a ceramic store called Fitz and Floyd. And I made a joke one day. I'm like, why did, uh, why did Fitz get his name first? And Floyd didn't. I'm like, did, did Fitz win some kind of lawsuit and got to name the company that, and it inadvertently ended up sending everybody that worked at Fitz and Floyd down a rabbit hole to discover I'm like, I'm glad uh, my bit has actually taken on a life of its own
1: now. There you Congra-
0: go. Pat myself on the back. Congratulations <laughs>
1: your, to me. That was your best contribution during your, uh, your time there.
0: Oh yeah, that that and I, uh, I I pretty much stayed away from the front of the store as much as I could. I'm like, look, if there's stuff that needs to be shipped, um, I'll I'll more than gladly ship these ceramic bowls and play with these packing peanuts and make a big mess back here. But don't really ask me to, you know, practice customer service or anything like that. Wow, what a job! Ceramic shop in San Marcos in the outlet mall. Yes, sir. How about that. I think it's a Tommy Hill figure now, is where that building was. Okay. If you're familiar with the layout, it's kind of over there where like William Sonoma is, Pottery Barn. I think there's a Johnny Rockets there, maybe. Mm. Yeah.
1: I've been there. It's been a while though. Been a while since I've been down to the outlets there. Uh, I uh college job was intramural ref and supervisor, but I did I worked at a Bahama Buck snow cone shop in high school. My wife has a sick obsession with Bahama bucks. It's good. Yeah. You know, but. I can't, I can't go anymore because they had the best employee discount of all time, which was free. That's awesome. When you're on the clock, it was free. When you're off the clock, you could go in and it was free. And I just, I can't pay for it. So I don't know if I've been there since I had that job, but that was, that was my reason. And I worked at a light store for a little bit, selling light bulbs and whatnot. Selling light bulbs, huh?
2: Yeah. Are you up to date on
1: your lumen counts? A oh, big lumen guy. Fluorescence, uh, incandescence, LEDs, all that stuff, man. It's it's good for you. Look BK being the light king. Yeah, Ryan um, Watts, 200 Watts, 400 Watts, Mikel Watts, all the Watts. I got them all for you. Former uh, Oklahoma quarterback and congressman J.C. Watts. He in there, too? Congressman, huh? Yeah. Wow, so Ryan Watts. We know what he's doing in his future, I guess. Yeah. Ryan Watts for... Uh, Where's
0: Ryan Watts from? Uh Little Elm. Yeah, he'll run for whatever whatever Texas House seat that is. Ryan Watts will run for it. There you One. go.
1: I'd vote for him if I could. Yeah, why not? I'll uh, I'll register to vote there. <laughs> <laughs> vote early, vote often. That's it. Yeah, I'll, I'll vote four times. I'll <laughs> stuff the ballot boxes.
0: Uh can I can I take on this question from Kieran right here? The great, yeah. the great care bear Kieran. Uh What do you guys think Baxter is capable of the rest of the season? BK, my worry is not about C.J. Baxter. It's about the inconsistency of the Texas offensive line. I, You know, C.J. Baxter, we've seen him run with some juice since the foot's gotten healthy. He's a little less tentative, it looks like. Uh, It looks like the game may still be moving just a hair too quick for him at times. But, dude, I just worry about this Texas offensive line, man. Jonathan Brooks got to the point where I I brought this up with Rodney earlier. We'll see how this grabs you, BK. Jonathan Brooks. If I can get away from uh, looking at Iowa State defensive stuff on Pro Football Focus. Jonathan Brooks, in terms of where he ranked nationally, in terms of missed tackles forced, uh, he was fifth in the country with 63 missed tackles forced, according to Pro Football Focus. He got to the point where uh, he was able to maximize runs. That's what made Bijan great. That's what made Roshan so good. Those guys were able to make yardage when it wasn't blocked perfectly. I don't know if C.J. Baxter is at that point yet. Yeah, because the offensive line's is this offensive line's not going to block everything
1: perfectly. Yeah, I, I I'm concerned about both, I guess, and it has to do with what you were talking about, right? CJ Baxter has not shown the ability to make guys miss. Now he has some broken tackles this year, and I think his uh, forced miss tackles numbers have increased over the last couple of weeks, so maybe that has to do with him getting healthier, maybe that's just more games under his belt at the college level. I don't know, but he's getting better. But he's he's nowhere close to Jonathan Brooks when it comes to that. So yeah, and, and that falls in line with the offensive line. Like uh, Brooks was able to make up for some deficiencies up front a lot this season. I just I don't yeah. think I haven't seen it from CJ Baxter. I hope I'm wrong. I hope he proves that he can do that. But uh, now I'm I'm a little concerned with uh, with this with what this running game is going to be over these final couple of games. I'm I'm more confident to answer Kieran's
0: question. I think C I think CJ Baxter is capable of keeping your running game afloat and just not letting it fall off a cliff just based on his own skill is the Texas offensive line up for that. And that's the thing I don't know. It's not that they're bad. It's just that they're way too inconsistent. It seems like it's feast
1: or famine with that group. I'm with you. I'm with you. All right. Quick shout out to some great sponsors, Apple leasing. I know chip will talk a little bit more about Apple leasing later, but uh, check out the website appleleasing.com if you're in the market for a new car uh, look into leasing man this stuff could change your life stop paying for car repairs and a bunch of stuff down the road with your car. No, get you a new car in Apple Leasing with their Easy Lease. They can uh, get you in a new vehicle every couple of years. They can get you in the vehicle you want. You can either tell them what you're looking to drive or you can tell them what you're looking to pay. And they're going to tailor a lease just for you. They can get you any car in the world. Just tell them what you're looking for. They will make it happen. Their website, appleleasing.com. They've got the live chat. I see my girl Sarah is there right now asking me how she can help me. That's the kind of service... You get from appleleasing.com. Go check them out and check out greatblueheronfurniture.com as well. If you're looking for a new couch, a new recliner, a new chair, ottoman, whatever, go to greatblueheronfurniture.com and make sure you type in the promo code HOOKEM. When you check out, you're going to get 15% off your purchase. And a shout out to AV Consultations as well. Get your home TV set up done the right way with our buddy Tom McKay at AV Consultations. 512-255-8678. If you want multiple screens like I've got behind me, if you want the home theater room set up, whatever, AV Consultations can take care of that for you. And we are out of time. Jeff, thanks for sticking around, my man. Yeah, no problem, man. I'm always uh, always enjoy the chat. It's always fun. Absolutely. Uh, really, we'll bring we on ship today. right now. Coming up from one to three. Gentlemen, how we doing?
2: Oh, we're doing good.
1: You guys have a TV going on in the background there. What you got?
2: That's chip. Hey, I'm getting, I'm getting I'm getting focused here. <laughs> Locking in. I'm getting locked in. Settling in. What, I'm getting as the... locked in as Gerard Hufford. Uh,
1: are we going Gerard? He doesn't look like a Gerard.
2: I, I'm like. <laughs> hard, trying hard to find to Everything I can about Gerard Hufford, because this dude is either gonna be a legend or the guy who sharpened the uh would, would you
0: guys would you guys agree with me that probably the only persons more pissed off at Jared than Byron Murphy and Devondre Sweat is probably
2: Rocco Beck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Thanks, bro. <laughs> The guy who's going up against Tavondre Sweat and Byron Murphy is the guy shooting off his mouth. So this guy must be a gangster. <laughs> He's from Newark, he, Ohio. That explains everything. The mm. mean
0: streets, as I understand it.
1: <laughs> yeah, the mean streets of Newark,
2: yeah, Ohio. Man. He got that mafia in him. Yeah, yeah it's Newark near uh, Youngstown? The, uh, of it is, if, it, the cradle, if it is that might that might, that might change
0: good. my opinion of Jared a little bit.
2: Youngstown's a little rough. Maurice Claret yeah. came from Youngstown. People from Ohio are challenged. Oh, here we <laughs> go. They're oh, challenge! Can't wait to hear this. Oh yeah, it's, that's 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 the uh,
0: that's the Michigan talking for Chip right there. Yep.
2: Yeah, oh, this is a kid who grew up in a household whose, you know, dad had a toilet that said "flush twice." It's a long way to Columbus.
1: I <laughs> oh, forget about that. Awesome. All right, fellas, we'll be locked in. Y'all have a See great show. Appreciate y'all. Good All show, right, fellas.